0: Simon Rimmer and this is Grilling, a podcast brought to you in association with Weber Barbecues in which I'm joined by some of our most celebrated chefs to discuss their lifelong relationship with food. We'll find out what sparked their passion, how they developed their skills and what drives them on. Now we'll drop in a few tips and recipes along the way as well, which will hopefully inspire you to get cooking both indoors and outdoors this winter. And in case you're new to the podcast, we're giving away a top of the range Weber barbecue in every single episode. Today we are got in two of my dear friends, Harry Bikers, Dave Myers and Cy King. With the background in production, Dave and Simon on the set of TV drama The Gambling Man back in 1992. Having struck up a friendship, they made their first appearance on our screens way back in 2004 with the Hairy Bikers cookbook, and have since gone on to make numerous shows, seeing them travel all over Britain and the world on their trusty motorcycles. Gentlemen, welcome. (laughs) Now, before we get into history and everything, I I have to kind of let our listeners know that we've just had a conversation, the fact that you've been cohabiting, because you've been in your little bubble while you've been filming... (laughs) And uh, uh, let's talk whiskey, beer chasers and sausage sandwiches. Oh, and Nadia Hussain.
1: Oh, yeah, all of those things are true. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, we, uh, uh, because we've been bubbling and because of the, the, the MO that we needed to employ during filming, uh, Dave and I have fundamentally lived together for the past three
2: months, which, which, was, which was fine. you <laughs> oh, know, no, it, was it, great. It, it, it was quite intrusive when the crew turned up. But um... yeah, we've just got. Do you mean we're on? We're uh, Do you know what I mean? <laughs> what are you playing at? What was it? You, you, you used the word that we're enablers. And you know it's kind of like one of us gets a taste for whiskey, and like it's like we have got Ma- these two Che Guevara tattoos. Yeah, there's no show without punch, so every time the crew went, it was out with the whiskey, and um, we couldn't be bothered to go out. And so it was sausage sandwiches. And there was one night we're sitting there watching Nadia Hussain, you know, enjoying it very much with sausage sandwiches and a bottle of whiskey. We're, we
1: love Nadia, I, just
2: fantastic. She's fantastic. she's fantastic. What a yeah. nice
0: lady. Yeah, she's fantastic. But it, it's that. Did you find that thing then when you started off on the whiskey? It's a bit like when you go on holiday and you think, right, I'm not going to drink at lunchtime. Um, I'm going to go to the little beach bar. I'm going to have a salad yeah. and I'll just have, like, some water. Yeah. And then that's sort of day one. And then by day three you
1: go, I- I'll just have a little beer. I'm and, on my holidays. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. And is that, is that, is that yeah. what happened with yeah. you guys? That kind of like, you know, it, it yeah. built and built. Well, I, I think that's the that's the, that's the great thing because Dave and I, we've been, you know, uh, as you know, si, we've been around the world four times on a motorcycle and, uh, and and we just... We don't even have to say anything now. Because we're of a certain age and we can't take the volume of beer anymore, we just <laughs> scaled down to really strong spirit. Yeah, and but there was, there was one the, night... And though, this is where this conversation started,
0: wasn't it? Because I was saying, I can't drink volumes of beer well, anymore. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, YouTube, yeah, two yeah, through, yeah, we'd be drinking a bottle of whiskey a night. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but there was one night that he did implode. Oh, yeah, that was... And boring. that was because we, that there was one of the episodes, the director, great friend of ours called Francoise Gandolfi, the uh, nice he was bubbling with us. Yeah. <laughs> and it got to nine o'clock at night, and I just thought, nah, I'm, I'm off to bed now. I've kind of knackered. Anyway, the scene of devastation the next day, <laughs> because there'd been a couple of <laughs> s- suppliers who'd gifted us some local spirits, <laughs> as it were. And I the next day, um, Francois was magnolia. You came out of your bedroom and I can't repeat what you said to the wall and I just thought there's only one of the one of the three that's compass mentors. We rapped early that day. Yeah, it's <laughs> funny that <Yeah. laughs> Right.
0: Okay. So let us let, let's, let's go back to start. Now we've established. If ever, I mean, not that anybody does know who you are, but if ever you kind of wondered what it's like to actually be in a room with Dave and Si, it's exactly like this. That's kind of what happens <laughs> at, at any given time. This will be the most rambling edition of grilling. I think it would be safe to say. I think you're probably right. There, I, so.
2: Yeah. We do go on a bit,
0: which I love. So uh, where one ends and the other begins, then I'm not. I'm not quite sure. So right. Let, let's let's do the whole thing then. So how did you meet?
2: Uh, we met on Tinder. Tinder. Yeah. <laughs> I swipe, I swipe left when I should have swiped right. Yeah. yeah, I thought he was a lady from Brighton. Anyway. <laughs> No, it was, it, worth... was it a view from the rear with a beautiful,
1: long, flowing lock? That was it. It's <laughs> nice. What did they call that? That Cronenberg thing, 1664.
2: 16 yeah. from the back, 64 <laughs> from the front. Fully <laughs> 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 enough, do you know, we, we found out that years ago when Twitter first started, you know the sign-on, looked, the login details, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and we thought, you know, like somebody in the art, we go, oh, you do it for us. We don't know what it is. So anyway, we end up with the Twitter. It's all going very well. Years later, we said, we need that. We need the account. And it was, well, I can't see what it is, but basically the numbers were 1664. So he also thought that was us. 16 from the back and 64 from the front. Cheeky <laughs> buggers. So you know what I mean? Do oh, so remember that when that journalist said to us, where did you two meet? And uh, we just look, looked at each other and went, countdown. Yeah, what's proper? <laughs> and, 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 and you met on countdown. How fantastic. Yeah, and I was, I, those... I was on Dictionary Corner with, with Susie. And so I was a contestant, you know, because he was a world Sudoku champion. And this journalist writes in his hot <laughs> down
1: because she was late and kept us waiting for ages and Dave and I had like a mad schedule so we thought,
2: right, we're going to have your life missus, so we did No, but then she she said, we let her listen on actually the truth is we met on the set of a Catherine Cookson drama, and she said no, you really are taking the mickey (laughs) (laughs) no, no, we're not, honestly, we did so, you better. So, Dave, you, you, were, you were Mr. Prosthetics. Weren't yeah, I was, you? I was in charge of makeup, hair, and prosthetics. It in, was very good, you know. On the yeah. Catherine Cookson drama. So, I used good. to do the wigs, or like, you know, whenever the, the villain always ended up ruptured and messed up, like, or Robson Greenett got burnt to bits in the episode that I met Sion. I've done it for 23 years as a makeup artist wow. and prosthetics all over the world, really. And so, so you you hadn't met until that point? Because in my mind, I've always thought that,
0: you know, you're, you're, I know you've known each other a long time, but I, I've always imagined it was a long time. It
2: was 1992, that. 92, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so 28, yeah, it's long enough. Mate, well, you're were you you're 10 years younger than me, although, you know, nobody... Well, nobody, nobody knows, either. though, do they? Do you know, <laughs> i had our whole table round, So you, you, around, were, you were only in your 20s then. Yeah, I was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was in my 20s, yeah. Yeah, only we met all, in a, over a pool table, didn't we? In yeah. the
0: Egypt cottage. Was it just like a little glance up and that meeting of eyes across the pool table?
2: Table. Fell in did love were... instantly. Yeah, that was it. do you want to be a beer, dude? <laughs> yeah, <You're> right. Because <laughs> you were the second assistant director, shortly to become location manager. I, I was.
1: Yeah, that's what that's what I did. And Dave and I, uh, you know, the the, the the kind of very nature of the roles, you work quite co- closely with the costume and makeup departments and I found out that Dave was a baker, and I also found out that uh, he was pretty good at what he did. So it made my job a lot easier. Yeah. Because Dave would go, go, anybody for wigs, 45 minutes. Anybody without wigs, 20 minutes. And he did it, you know, so it was really kind of quick. So you needed to schedule the artists going into costume and makeup, <clears throat> which was great handed at that. The first he'd sign it off and you'd print the call sheet. That's how it worked. Being a second assistant director is rather like herding kittens. <laughs> you know, it's 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 like, you know, you pick one up and another one nicks off. Well it was great because Dave and, and his team were just so good at it and, yeah. and so professional and and you know, they never, ever, ever went over
2: time. And I, so. I had a really cool truck as well. Yeah. You know it was a street. shambolic old porter cabin. But <laughs> but I always had like really good music, and coffee. good coffee. Yeah. And also it was because we were good mates. So I kind of base himself by the coffee machine in the mornings. So he's got his radio <laughs> on that. But actually, you could get an idea, uh, you know, you keep your head down, you get an idea of what's going on. Well, you also uh, get an
1: idea of the mood of the actors and actresses that's yeah. going on to the set as well, which is always very important. And there's a lot of young directors forget that, that the best place to start your day is in the makeup truck. trouble. Well, funny enough, I
0: was just going to say, I sort of know in, in my time in TV, mm. I think I've learnt more about guests, gossip, hangovers... Yeah. Whatever it might be, makeup is where everybody will reveal their yeah. inner self, won't they? Well,
2: I yeah. think if you're doing something like like a like like a big drama like that, some of the makeups would be two hours and, you know, it becomes home. So say you've got, if you've got, say, three leading ladies, mm. each one's got a wig and makeup. They're an hour and a half each. They'll have a call at the same time. So obviously there's quite a, it's got to be quite a comfortable place. Yeah. And also... The, you want them to be there rather than to shirk it. So a lot of them actually, hopefully, look forward to being in makeup. But um, when I was lucky enough, I worked all over the world, from Africa to so, Britain. So from that point, then, so
0: you you both had very very successful careers already. So how did the initial decision to sort of try and do
1: something together was it going to be about food, or was that almost no? No, it was a bit of an odd one, really. I mean, Dave and I had always been into food and it was a massive topic of conversation. And, 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 you know, as you well know, we're not professional chefs. We don't, that's not our gig. But, I mean, we're, we're pretty good at it now because we've, you know, we've travelled around the world. But no, the the idea was really we just had a conversation and, and I was, I'd,
2: I think I'd just finished. No, I, I, you, you'd finished one of the Potter, uh, the Harry Potter. That's right. Yep. And I was oh, working I in... like, you know, thing, like You know, it's not like you were looking for work.
0: No, we were fed up. No, we were just <laughs> <going laughs> ah, fed up. Right, here. well, there you go. Right, so that was one, we, were going to be, one of your next questions. Yeah,
2: we, we were northern, you know, the, the, the money <laughs> got down, and the days had got longer, and we weren't getting any younger. <laughs> I, I was in Toronto working on a film with Christopher, Christopher Lambert, Lambert, Lou yeah. Diamond Phillips and Kelly Brook. Uh, but I could result only... yeah it was <laughs> i was having a fine old time because i could only make up christopher lambert with a canadian because I, I i went with chris yeah you know he used to be the highlander and yeah, yeah. and that he's, he's he became a friend over the years so i kept his hours so i had loads of time and email had just kind of been invented you'd finished the potters and so you were emailed with an idea why don't we try and make a program and so, what was that original concept then? It was just that what what
1: and, and I remember I, I, I sat. Can you remember Lisa, Lisa Jones? Yeah. And Lisa and I were having a cup of coffee, and we we sat together, and and Lisa and I'd just written some ideas down, really, really, really loosely. And Lisa, and it was Lisa that said, "You know, Dave and I are similar, but we're quite different in yeah. our approach to stuff." And she said, "You know, who would be hilariously brilliant for f- for this idea was uh, was Dave." And I and I and I went. A is me mate, B what a great idea. So we and I kind of left it at that. Sent it over to Dave and said, look, you know, let's let's like look at ideas. Dave came back with a load of ideas and it just became this this organic <laughs> homogenised thing. And it was no, it was it was a it was a
2: good laugh. We came, what was the time. We, 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 we wrote with... a t- we wrote a proper treatment because <laughs> we thought you know like we were. Fat blokes who love food, and <laughs> uh, we, we could cook, and we could eat, and we could chat. So, but we thought, you know, we never do anything with food. It was called motorcycles, food, and the search for nirvana, because the spiritual. We had this great idea, or so we thought, that when if we'd go on pilgrim routes, it'd give us an opportunity to travel and always be road food. So like, we're going to go to Hungary, the Medjugorje miracle, Crow Patrick. You know, we're going to. Walk... That's a nice idea. We're going Is, to go yeah. go to Tibet, you know, whatever, and try and see the Dalai Lama. And uh, but motorcycles, food, and the search for Nirvana didn't catch on. But we sent that the treatment to six producers and directors that we'd worked with, and none of them actually said it was rubbish. So. <laughs>
0: Well, now again, if you kind of, if you are kind of having a little look at this, then there's a great little moment then when when Dave just glanced across at the side to say, "Okay, and over to you." <laughs>
1: <laughs> he, he just, and it always takes us because I drift off and he goes down and I go oh shit right yes and, and I think that's I, why he did it I
0: could sense it I could <laughs> I see no, so I, no, I, I just don't want I, to I, don't I want to hug the uh, microphone no, no, I, no. I, I it. Dave's end you see Sai so sort of thinking oh, I think I might have uh, different whiskey tonight <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I did I drifted off it's good. oh no I, and, and yeah so nobody said that we should put and a lot of them came back, didn't they, Dave, and said, look, it, you know, it needs to be celebrity-driven. Mm. <laughs> Me and Dave were like, we can sod that I've had for enough, enough of that. Was just, <laughs> no, I've had right? enough of them. <laughs> so we, we kind of pushed for ourselves, and, and we, we got in touch with um, with a director that both Dave and I had worked with called John Stroud, who'd won the Golden Rose of, uh, Rose of Montreux for, for The Golden Rose of Montreux. The Golden a different
2: award, King. So it is, dude, yes. <laughs> <Yeah.
1: So> it... <laughs> And, um, and he'd done that, and, uh, and he, he knew a really heavyweight documentary
2: filmmaker called uh, Vikram Jayanti. And he'd won the Oscar for When There Were Kings, the Thing with Muhammad Ali. So that's Yeah, they were quite oh. heavyweight behind us. What? Wow. wow. So he
1: got it, he got it out of... Um, Vikram was instrumental in getting it out of the, the whole legal the legalese because it was stuck, that film, for years and years yeah. and years mm. and a load of legalities. And Vikram got, got, his, got himself out. He was part of the team that did all of that. So the so the crack was that he they they said, Oh look, we think we've got uh, we think we've got a commission. So Dave and I were like, What? <laughs> oh shit.
2: Yeah, we said <laughs> and it was where, where do we go to do the first one? Yeah. And to be fair, it was Vikram's idea. He said, Why don't you do Portugal? We thought, what for? What? what for? But 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 in those days we used to do everything ourselves. Yeah. We had no researchers, no associate producers. We went out there, we 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 found out that Food was always going to be the currency that drove the trip. Yeah. It's never going to be a food programme. We're going to cook on the way. We managed to get a couple of motorbikes off Triumph. And then we found out that outside of Lisbon is a museum dedicated to the lumbotomy. There's this man called Igas Mones in the nineteen thirties won a Nobel Peace Prize for perfecting the lobotomy with an ice pick. Now his his home is a museum. And bleach. Yeah. you yeah, used to bleach your brain. But but his house is a museum to the lobotomy in primitive neurosurgery. You could have to go, wouldn't you? You'd have to go. But in his office. If, if you've just if you've just linked into this kind of podcast at this
0: exact point, you're not actually listening to an episode of Would I Lie to You? This, is no, that... no, this is true.
2: That's true, it's true. But, in his office, there's a chair that's riddled with bullet holes. One of his patients recovered and shot him. So we thought we'd go there. Then we discovered that there was some web-footed poodles that exist in the south of Portugal. They're the descendants of the poodles that the Romans bred to drive fish into the fishing nets. True. So basically, around the Museum of the Lobotomy, the web-footed poodles, which we found do exist with webbed paws, right. and we swam with them. Well, they, well, well, no. We but, say that. Yeah, We were halfway to
1: flame in Morocco because of the float tubes that you put We were in Those
2: fishing rubber tubes. You know, the rubber tubes. Ch- yeah, we yeah, we went to the Mediterranean and they, they took these web putty poodles off a speedboat. And they didn't bloody like it, did oh, they? they? They were straight onto our panicked. tubes. They panicked. <laughs> <laughs> I was it was plenty. like the cruel sea surrounded by web putty poodles. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was mental, Yeah, Dave, how do we get back? Well, have got a paddle. We had these big flippers on underneath, so it looked quite serene, but I mean, our legs, because we got caught with a current,
2: were going 60 to the dozen underneath. Brilliant. It was hilarious. Yeah, do you remember the, 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 the speedboat came back? We had one yeah. boat. it took the poodles, so we've got to get the poodles in. Left we, we were left out. In fact, they, I was the one that was left till last. <laughs> you did? They towed t- 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 you in. He was halfway was... to Tangier. Yeah. <laughs> But we literally, uh, that that, that was the first programme and it went out, it was one hour fully funded, we delivered it Christmas Eve 2004 and the BBC loved it and so they put it out January the 6th, so well, how do we, does anybody know it's on? And oh, um, yeah. Nancy Brown Smith, oh, she she uh, she we, was brilliant. We were a huge debt. The TV reviewer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She she was
1: just great. Oh, she was so good to us. And 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 she just said, uh, and, and this is not a uh, this is rather not a breath of fresh air. But who blew uh, who blew the bloody doors off?
0: And uh, do you know what? I, I've got to say, I remember watching that first series and being jealous. A bit. not not. That I'm a biker, not the country. But but I remember thinking exactly that. Yeah, this feels because I I suppose two thousand and four, yeah, two thousand and four, the the pilot, yeah, two thousand and five, the first series. So two thousand and five, you sort of think food telly was was quite serious, wasn't it? You know, very erudite. Dilly departed, Gary Rhodes. It was it was very sort of studio based, and it was quite sort of informative. And and yet, what you did was do that thing, which now has become so incredibly commonplace of saying, okay, well, look, food is the narrative that we're going to do here, but Mm. it was about you two and that, mm. that was the thing wasn't it you know the,
1: yeah it was just about our lunacy really yeah. and, 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 and just two mates having the ability to have you know Dave and I are naturally enthusiastic human beings yeah. like, you know life is life is for living and, and you know and yeah we've had our we we've had our personal private trials up up and down but that's what friendship's about mm. and it's about that celebration yeah however it manifests itself it's about that yeah and there's an integrity in a not, and and not to get too wank about it but there's an integrity and honesty to it that would just do it so we're not particularly over analytical about it it's just two mates doing what they love together and having that shared experience and and and, and I think that viewers get that that's yeah. what they get you know and 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 we haven't changed it cuz we can it. But- well I, I think that whole
0: thing that Again, watching that first series, I thought, as a, as a bloke of a similar sort, I'd love to go and have a pint with them, and I yeah. think that yeah. that was sort of part of the appeal, wasn't it? Like, you know, blokes should go; they look like they're a good
2: laugh. I've never peered for a drink in twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> All right, kitty, I smash them <laughs> <laughs> But no, really, um, after that first pilot, it was only three weeks that we got three series commissioned. No, that would never happen now. No. And we had a phone call. I was working on Spooks. Yeah. And so I was destined for six months filming in the M25, like early morning. Yum. <laughs> and you Yum. were doing a commercial for Muller Light. And we got this phone call. We didn't get the money. which says, congratulations, lads. You've got a million quid to, smell on, to spend on, on beer, food, and petrol. <laughs> and so we just, we worked out, you know, it was hard. We just went out thought, where are we going to go? And we just picked six places on the planet with a thousand miles motorbike ride. And we went off and got... <laughs> plastered for it took 42 weeks to shoot the first series wow and and the thing is that what we what
1: we decided to do there was only one criteria but dude we, we just wanted to pick stuff that was on the edge of people's yeah. radar so didn't, yeah so if you were doing a food program you wouldn't
2: really go to namibia nope. not. <laughs> no no it's see, not. I, i'd been filming <laughs> in uh, the, a couple of years before in, in the Great Karoo with Dennis Hopper. Yeah. And everybody, <laughs> like there, you do. It, yeah, it's it great. But everybody was saying, <laughs> oh, if you love you love the Karoo and South Africa, he said, you've got to go to Namibia. So I'm coming back. Kingy, they say Namibia's nice. And <laughs> I'm also, I'm nice. That, that's <laughs> exactly what he said. Well, the thing was, of course, the, the, because <clears throat> the Germans, some of the best beer in the world is Namibian. So I thought, right, we've got beer, we've got desert. I used to fly microlights, so we'll get microlighting in. Which we did. I got an African flying licence in that first episode, which made 10 seconds in the introduction. It wasn't worth it. We nearly killed ourselves. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we so that was it. We were off to Namibia, episode one. Well, just backtracking, like you, you You sort of said, Dave, that the
0: reason for doing it, you both got a bit bored yeah. with what you were doing. Yeah. Why was it almost just that whole thing, a bit of an itch?
1: No, it was literally our money hadn't gone up for, for 10 years and, and the hours had got longer. And yeah. and I had, um, you know, I, I wasn't, I mean, not, not that the career changed helped much, but I wasn't, I didn't get any, you know, I was seeing uh, Jane, my then wife and, and my two boys and Dylan wasn't born then. There were lumps under the duvet. And you know it as a freelancer, you had to, you, you were constantly looking for work, yeah, because you were only ever sometimes a month or two or three months at the most away from complete financial oblivion. <laughs> so we just thought there's got to be something else, there's got to be another way and that was that was it, really, you know um dave was i I, I went down to
2: see him. Oh in my, I was 20, looking, oh, it was awful I was, I was filming in London, you when you live up north you've got to be London-based. Well, I didn't. I lived in -in Barrow-in-Furnace. So basically, there was was no allowance for your accommodation. And I was in charge of designing Prime Suspect with Helen Mirren. Wow. And I was staying in... (laughs) There was, like, this disused students' halls of residence. It was, like, 15 quid a night. And it's sort of place you go back, you couldn't cook anything. And I pulled the curtains and they just fell off on the floor. So I'm meant to be doing this, you know, this kind of glamorous job. And really, you know... Back in the day, like twenty years, well, when I started, yeah. if I worked eighty hours a week, I kind of got two weeks' money. Yeah, and that that equated all right. it's so like when I was doing the Catherine and yeah. if I worked six months of the year, yeah. six months off, great, yeah. happy days, sustainable. But that was changing. And also, I think it was oh, I was just it was just getting strange, wasn't it? And we we've, we've always been ambitious, and and we've always done stuff together, and we just thought it'd be yeah. great. I mean, we we thought about because I was in the Highlands of Scotland at the time, living up there. Remember the surf and turf? (laughs) I was going to be in Scotland farming lobsters and we'd (laughs) open a steak restaurant in Newcastle because we thought we can cook. We can't farm (laughs) lobsters, can you? No, no. Where where we got in touch with the Ministry of Fisheries and Agriculture in Scotland. (laughs) Then there was going to be the sushi restaurant, which would have been all right, actually, because I was divorced, I had a bit more money than you. Aye. So I was, I was going go to go to America and learn how to be a sushi chef whilst you set up this thing in Newcastle. <laughs> and back in t- 2004, we'd have been ahead of the curve doing sushi deliveries. <laughs> you see? That's what we thought. Yeah, so but it, where, in but the, it works. In the end, he has monies in the web footy poodles. You know, what's not to love? No. It, <laughs> it, so, so, I mean, you, you just exploded onto the scene, though. Was it
0: difficult because you're very down-to-earth blokes and i'm not saying that you don't have egos but that's not what drives you no did you find it hard in those early stages that
2: people almost wanted more of you than you were willing to give no because we didn't make any money for the first couple of years but did you not no, no
1: you had no. to pay your. we did look it, it, it was a look the the reality was the reality was and i'm, I'm sure dave doesn't mind me saying it, it was the Footlights crew that got us on. You know, it was the Oxford and Cambridge boys that were right. in a position to that, that were in a position of power. And that's no. They even
2: spotted we had something. You yeah. Yes, yeah, was... they
1: did, and didn't they? And 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 look, you have to you you pay your dues. That's fine. And Dave and I kind of readily accepted that, you know, we were two working class lads from the north that needed to pay their dues because we were in, a, yeah. we were in a, a very different environment. So those dues were duly paid. But then as soon as we paid them, we got pretty hard ass about the business side of things. Right. Yeah.
2: But actually, the, the, <clears throat> the thing that was very tragic was John Stroud, who effectively discovered us. Yeah. John passed away. Yeah. And um, that by that time, Vikram had sort of gone his own way from, from John. And so it ended up being the three of us. And, and uh, it was a tragedy. He was such a lovely bloke. You yeah. know, and he, he, had, he had a lot of enthusiasm and sparkle that set us off. And, and he passed away. So really, we were kind of a, in a bit of a... Pickle. Pickle, really. Because, you know, you know it's, it's, when, <laughs> it's when we went to see the commissioner and he turned around <laughs> to us and said, do you still have any contacts in your day jobs, lads? And we thought, Mm, this is not going well (laughs) well. and then and then
1: because the commissioners at the time and and like look it's 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 quite difficult to explain how people how to 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 people that's not involved in the in the industry but you know say that commissioners are are an interesting breed of people it's a nice way of putting it time yeah it's yeah (laughs) and um and and what they do is they commission content for their broadcast channel so bbc itv channel four whatever and they'll have ideas and aspirations. And and Dave and I went to, to see this particular thing. He said, "Oh, do, as Dave says, do you have any?" And we thought, "Flip the neck, hold on, we're we're up the we're up the Swanee here." <laughs> and uh, anyway, we did this one-off called "A Harry Baker's Come Home." It was meant to be a
2: Christmas special, right? So we. Plan-
0: where are we now? What year
2: are we on now? Oh, 2000- two thousand two thousand and five, two thousand and six. We worked. So we're going to two thousand and seven. Okay, right. And. Um, and he said this is this is Christmas two thousand and six new year two thousand and seven, yeah, and um so we go, oh heck, I said, why well, do you do a Christmas- well, give me a Christmas special one one hour, and you know like you come home, and we got to this point. where so so we wrote this <laughs> this Christmas special As I say in those days we used to do everything, and this was with John, yeah." And it's like you have got as far as... You'd found camels I, I got, in, in Newcastle. Which is not easy to find. Three camels and, you you know, three kings. <laughs> See, the three thing. kings, it was him and his two sons. And then we had all the Thai girls from Barrowing Furnace were in it. It's going to be a Christmas spectacular. <laughs> no, it was brilliant. <laughs> but unfortunately, say, John passed away... And so he's, his colleague, Marcus Mortimer, uh-huh. took up the reins. He was a brilliant director. That's good. But we honestly, we had a phone call a week before we we're due to shoot our Christmas spectacular. We haven't got a slot to transmit before Christmas. Hmm. So can you rethink it with no mention of Christmas? <laughs> and we put out in the new year, and we'll call it The Hairy Bikers Come Home, a winter special. We will. Like, and we thought, what? shit. <laughs> and we, we sat in a car park in Manchester in the rain. We're phoning Marcus. Marcus had phoned us said, what do you want to do, lads? So we were filming like seven days. days? Yeah, seven days. And we said, well, uh, we had this idea that we'd start yeah. in Barrow in Furness, end up in Newcastle and uh, we'd have, picking the fall up every now and again, it's your mother from sheltered accommodation. Mm-hmm. We cracked on that we hadn't been home for three years, if you hadn't really. We hadn't, <laughs> hadn't we? And uh, uh, we'd finish with his mother in his bungalow in Birtley. and uh, we did. <laughs> That's what we did. And uh, uh, we filmed with with people that we jacked up like bakeries and the Thai yeah, community yeah. in Barrow and various Jordies along the way. And blow me down, we got nearly 4 million viewers. So then they changed that tune, you see. Yeah. Wow. And the hilarious thing
1: was, though, it took us about five years to diffuse the illusion that <laughs> Dave and I actually
2: lived with my mother in <laughs> Gentleman <laughs> Accommodation in, in Berkeley. It was, the final <laughs> shot was this little bungalow and the lights going off, you know, pink, 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 you know what they do? Like the Waltons. Like the Waltons. <laughs> his line of voice was, and now me and Dave know that we are truly, truly home.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so do you two still live with your size, ma'am? No. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Whatever you want. But, but when you when you started, I mean, fi- finally we'll kind of we'll we'll talk a bit of food. How did you decide what you were going to cook? Like you know, you you, you said at the start that like you know that you that you weren't chefs. No. But, you know now, obviously, you know. Uh, you so millions of cookbooks, and the recipes that you do are fantastic. How did you decide then? I mean
2: I, I take it you both cooked or oh, yeah, 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 cooks yeah. is with children. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. The, 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 yeah. We've never had to invent anything on the hairy bikers or bullshit. Yeah. It's always been, you know, when they say if you write a book, write a book on what you know. Yeah. We sat in a pub thinking, you no know, cooking, eating, riding motorbikes and talking bollocks. And that was the <laughs> That, that, was that was the, the starting point of which we didn't. Have, we were good at all of them, and, uh, <laughs> as we are now demonstrating. Yeah. But, but no, one of is, them more strongly than others. Yeah, well, quite. Yeah, the, the food thing—I uh, mean, with Namibia, how that became more and more important. It was at the time <laughs> of expressions you really, never think
0: you'll hear in a podcast about food. As Namibia became more and more important. <laughs> well. <laughs>
2: It was a time where Jamie's Italy had just been done. Yeah. And Jamie had sold over a million copies of his Italian cookbook. So there seemed to be that thought that if there was a cookery program on television, you could sell a million copies. Well, of course, we were in Namibia when, when the production companies got the, got the book contract. All of a sudden, by the time we got the second episode, which was the Isle of Man because she said we'd never been able to go to the TT races so that first program we went from Namibia to the island man to that Trans- logical move obviously to Transylvania um which is where I met my wife but, but really normal. on the food side we, we had quite a lot of creativity by the time we got to Morocco it was it was like an established food culture but in Namibia we had one thing from the BBC they said Make sure, lads, you have plenty of interaction with the locals. There was nobody there, was there? We were the least populated place. <laughs> we, we, we were a mess and crater... What, we were 100 miles from the nearest living thing. Um, <laughs> I'm hurting. My jaw is hurting. No. This is, this is, this is is. I mean,
0: the thing is, everyone that we've had on so far, I've said, what you know when you ask people to tell their story, and everyone raises your and I've had to sort of backtrack. <laughs> With you two, this is just brilliant. This is going to be about 17 hours. Like, right, let's go on. So, so we've got Namibia. Try <laughs> to me, me, meet your wife. We've got the Alaman.
2: <laughs> and then the book. Then We went to Mexico and Vietnam, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, But uh, then, then the first thought, book you know. came out we we kind of wrote that as, well we wrote it all but it was like <laughs> an annual so we had like a chapter so on this, bad. we had this thing called the Springbok Spitty Springbok Drool fast Spitty competition <laughs> Springbok Drool fast Spitty competition which is where apparently it's a sport the Afrikaans used to do where, like Springbok droppings uh, obviously they're organic and vegetarian nice. yeah. um, and they're the right size to spit so what you do is you soak the droppings in cherry brandy <laughs> and you set up a target in the desert yeah. and you have spitting competitions to see how far you can get you see right so if you can imagine a cookbook then all of a sudden you're looking at a recipe for something you know like well zebra burgers which isn't uh, yeah you, you wouldn't do that now because yeah know, no um, but then we have this article on the spring box you, chug grill it so you get the nice stripes on them yeah, yeah we had that we did <laughs> I knew that
1: was yeah. coming yeah yeah, I yeah.
2: <laughs> then we wrote a chapter on microlite flying yeah, and, and, you do. and you spitting know. springbok dung. So obviously the first book really didn't do, do as well as well expected. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, uh, uh, obviously, the, the most important thing is, did you
0: do the spitting of the springbok dung? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, no way. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah I'm but not, the funny you know thing is, because you see, one of the mistakes that Kingy made was, now we're in the, in the, <laughs> the desert in Namibia, riding a thousand mile off-road, right? Now, I've always been sensible, so I got a white crash helmet. Uh-huh. Kingy thinks, nah, I'm gonna be cool. He had a matte black crash helmet. Honestly, oh, nice with a it's Solar heat. panel, yeah. <laughs> but he got his own. But when we do it, because my helmet was white, we used my helmet as the target. <laughs> so as you see, so what you did, was, and you got like,
1: what we decided to do? You see, we thought, right, well, we we'll need a prize. So anyway, there was a large bottle of something, and uh, and um, but I'm a ruler. I'm a ruler. That yeah, it's it. like Namibian Bailey's. Right. Oh, yeah. And it, oh. Phew. Now that's a hundred. <laughs> and then um and and the, and the thing was though the trick was with the fast spitty competition was that you did you you only you just put put them in the alcohol you know put the little poodle do in the alcohol yeah so uh, to to kill the parasites and stuff, you see. But if you left them in too long, they went a bit soft. Well, what I thought was, oh, I thought, "Wait, well, this is good. This because if they go a bit soft, you can spit them a bit further." You see. So I worked this out, and I got I've got about four in Dave's helmet. What I didn't say now. <laughs>
2: no. <laughs> still, still hasn't made me angry. No. Front. <laughs> Love it. Well, I, the thing is, I think that
0: we, we've sort of established where you are. And obviously, you know, since then, many books, much success, much loved. I mean, you know, I, I hate using the expression national treasure, but I think you've you've hit that kind of place where you bring a smile to people's faces. I always think, you know, when I was telling people you know, who, who we've got lined up on the podcast. Without fail, I would say every single person said, "I'm the hairy bike." Said, "Oh, I love them," and it's almost like that's, oh, that's it. Nice. It's like a Pavlov's yeah. dog reaction when you say the hairy bike. Was like, I don't know anybody who has a bad thing to say about you. Do you think you've changed since you first started doing telly, not your own telly, rather than working in telly? No. Nah. no, I, I wouldn't say so. No, I wouldn't say so. No. I've always
1: been this daft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I well, but that's what going back to what I was saying before. Dave and I are not that analytical about it. You know, as long as people enjoy what we do and and enjoy us as human beings, then that's how
2: it is, isn't it? Yeah, funny, you know, like the lockdown thing when we were were filming, and I say, we were sharing the accommodation. It was kind of, it was just what we do anyway, you know, like get the whiskey out, the sausage sandwich, (laughs) uh, and watch Bake Off and Nadia. Do do you know what I mean? It's kind of, I think, what is funny though, I, I still have anxiety dreams about the days when I used to be crew. You know, nice. like my kit not turning up or not being able to there on time. I'm that sort of person anyway. But since we started the bike, I've never had one kind of anxiety dream wow. about the bikers or food or or and some of the mad stuff we've been doing. Which is, and of course, but that other side of it, I think there's so much peer pressure on the crews, yeah, from everybody else. And it's mm. a it's a funny old job. Do, do you think as well that you're extra nice to cruise. I mean, like, yeah, you, know, like you were saying before that, you know,
0: part of your, your reasoning for wanting to change was seeing the way that the industry was changing and suddenly yeah. from going and saying, right, well, if I'm working, I'm getting paid to suddenly being you're working, but you're not going to get paid for a lot of it.
1: Exactly. I, look, I, I think that the, the discipline that Dave and I had was through, was in drama. So it's a very, very, very different. different genre. Yeah. So, and it is like a military operation. So you, quite naturally there is a there's a modus operandi that goes with that particular type of make uh, of program it's a very different thing and i think for a long time uh, dave and i struggled with with the lack of discipline so even down to walkie-talkie um kind of etiquette and all that sort of stuff we struggled with that because it was all a bit it, it always got done and it was always great but there was a little bit of frustration there from us. So so I'm sure that there's some people that's worked with us. We just want it to be the best it can possibly be. Yeah. And we want everybody to have the best time that they can possibly have. But don't give us five, five people on a crew that's not really into food. Yeah. Because
2: that's just plain flame and stupid. You know, when you said that you watched the programmes and, you know, thought, I'd like to... That. You see, we actually, we wanted to be in receipt of, like, the call sheets, as it were. Yeah. The, the ones you dream about, like, starting at 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock in the morning rather than like yeah. the hours you have on Sunday brunch. Yeah, yeah. And and also, I I don't know, being somewhere fabulous, being able to put, um you know, we're going to, like, I remember in Mexico, Kingy, that was one wonderful thing. We made chocolate in the morning and we made these, do you remember, like, in Black Magic Chocolates, there was a chocolate, uh, there was a chocolate and lime barrels. Right, yes, I do remember and, those. But yeah. we thought, wouldn't it be great if you'd like, in a coffee cup, these little chocolate steam puddings with like a liquid lime centre, uh-huh. uh, which we did. But we were on the equivalent of Mexico's Grand Canyon, cooking <laughs> that on the top. <laughs> and literally, as the puddings are simmering away, the clouds kind of disappeared and condors were flying underneath. No. And there's a pair of us, and that, that we looked into each other's eyes, and it's just like, yeah, this well, is it. Yeah, yeah, we've done all right, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, oh. This is, and yeah. uh, everybody on that crew, there was a moment then, and I'm sure... 20 years on nearly that the, the thinking. thinking yeah, right. that was a good afternoon
0: but it's interesting what you say about that that kind of etiquette because you know my world in telly has always been if you like the kind of the the, the cheap end of the market and I always sort of say people always say when I when I do stuff that is kind of you know to camera on location stuff rather than Sunday brunch I said oh you you're really good at lines and I always sort of say I got pretty good at lines because when I first started work for channels like Grenada Breeze which were an incredible mm. kind of training ground mm. then basically the camera crew and the sound crew were, were kids yeah, yeah you know what I mean so I thought. If I can nail my lines, yeah. there's a chance that I might only have to do it four times because they haven't got the shot or they haven't recorded it properly. Yes. And I always sort of think that, you know, almost that almost my level of discipline when I filmed sure. almost came in reverse really. Yeah, yeah Rather than that. it being sort of from having like a, a military operation, it was a bit like it was a bit like an elastic band and some papier mache really to kind of to put a show out.
1: But that's the great thing. However you arrive at it, it is about that it is about that application, isn't yeah. it? That's a good thing. For us it were we just wanted to share those great moments with, with, with people that were into doing what we were doing and into yeah. the travel side of things and even into motorbikes and into the food. and into, It's about culture because Dave and I have always approached the programmes whereby that actually it's not about our story. It's about we're just a conduit for the contributors and the people that we meet.
0: Yeah, I completely because agree
1: with that. Because what we want to do is we want to get the best out of them. We want them to, We don't want them to be intimidated by a camera. And we're quite skilled at just putting people, yeah. people at ease, you know, and just going, look, you know, if you make a mistake or you stumble over you everything, we can do it again. Yeah. It's cool. You know what I mean? Have a drink. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's just like just have a brew with your mates, have a brew. And by, yeah. by then you're all right. Yeah. 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 yeah, And we we schedule that in, you know, uh, you know we, we, we like to have the time. So Dave and I will make a conscious effort if the crew are setting up or we're lighting a shot or whatever, we'll have the time to with the contributors just to sit and have a cup of tea and a bit crack on.
0: And, and I like cake. to do exactly the same thing. I want them to before you even before they even say action. That you feel like they trust you.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That they're used to the way that you speak, the way that you interact, yeah. and that, you know, and you, and I'm sure you're the same. I'll talk about anything to them rather than what we're going to shoot. Yes. Almost, same. You know what I mean? Exactly you sort of go, you know, how are your kids? How many have you got? Blah, blah, whatever yeah. it might be. So that they think, oh, yeah. this is just normal. And then yeah. they almost don't notice, if you like, that you're then yeah. kind of yeah. cutting off. Yeah, I think it's, it's important. Right. Okay. Well, that that's the, in the second half. Well, we'll come on to it. But obviously, what we what we have now, um, I do love our little bit of a challenge. So our chef challenge each week, our chefs are taking up our recipe challenge. We give them 45 seconds to sell me a simple dish that they'd make while entertaining their family and friends this winter. Here's the thing, though. It's got to be outdoors on your barbecue. Me bother. OK, so you can have any cup of meat, fish or vegetables. You've also got to make a marinade or a rub. You need a sauce and you need a cold side dish as well. So we've had some amazing attempts on this. Gokwan was amazing, I think it would be safe to say. Uh, and Marcus Waring, because he's very, very efficient, he did it in 17 seconds. Um, so you, you have 45 seconds. Who would like to go first? Sai. Sigh oh, King <laughs> is gonna go first. Alright, so so when I say go sigh, then um oh one of my mates was ringing me then. I'll be to see if I fancy a whiskey <laughs> later on. Um That was me, I bummed David <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice that's a nice shot on your <laughs> on your grinder profile yeah, as well. It's so. it yeah. good <laughs> took us here just to get that. <laughs> From behind he's quite I an attractive man. It. <laughs> um, <laughs> so when, we, when we say go, I want the title of what you're gonna do and then forty-five seconds to properly sell it to me. Right. Are you ready, Mr. King?
1: No. <laughs> okay. Three, two, one, go. Hold Turbot on the barbecue. Okay. Stuffed with capers, lemon. Butter, olive oil rub on the top, okay, salt, loads of parsley, okay, let that go. Straight off, let it rest. Cold side would be um, God's salt and pepper, which is samphire. 25 seconds gone. Easy. <laughs> samphire. <laughs> samphire and rocket. So that would be the salad. Just tossed just really nicely and a little bit of ponzu, some olive oil. 10 seconds ago. Some to go. salt. And that's me.
0: Thirty-seven cents. That's nice. That sounded very nice. I, I, there's always part of me in my head that would really think how hilarious it would be if Dave then did exactly the same <laughs> recipe that,
2: that that you'd set me up and you. <laughs> well, I, I, do you know what I thought it was going to do? This one that I've got in my head. So I was struggling a bit, but I'm all right now. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, it was just—it was the same recipe that Dave and I did. I, there's a mate of mine that's got this. Well, a mate of ours, who's got, uh, who has Collingwood Seafoods and North Shields, right? uh-huh. and he's hilarious, Tony. And Tony rings us up. He goes, "I've got this turbot. again. It's great. Dave's coming round for the after, and we we did it on the barbecue. Well, nice. it was a wood fire. and that's 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 what we do because we we're constantly exploring yeah. recipes with each other. You know Yeah. Great. So, Dave, are you ready? Oh, yes. look, okay. Okay. Oh, he's oh. off.
2: He's off. So, Dave, you have 45 seconds. Starting. Now, right, I get a lovely piece of belly pork and I do it sous vide. So basically put in a plastic bag. In the plastic bag, you've got the belly pork, some olive oil, some sage, some fennel seeds, a bit of rosemary, and I put that in the sous vide thing for 12 hours. Take it out, put it in the fridge, press it, and leave that for another twelve hours in the fridge. Then you get it out and it's like poitrine the French. Cut it into slices, stick that on the barbecue oh. as and when you want it. And it just melts. Ten seconds ago. Without oh no, 20 apl- seconds ago, sorry. Without would make applesauce, with just with some lo- wonderful sage and a little bit of molasses. To serve with a cold side dish. I'd use second I'd use broad beans, radishes, and mandarin oranges, and just have that. you uh, you got your applesauce. That's it. Pork apple sauce. Well
0: Beautiful 41 seconds. Do you know what? They're both delicious. I know, well, yeah that
2: sous vide belly pot thing really works yeah uh, and, and you know once you say 12 hours 12 and then you do what you like with the slices it's so soft ooh, and
0: really that lovely. is so nice do you barbecue much
2: yeah oh yeah constantly yeah
1: I'm always honestly the kids they'll go they'll go Well oh, haven't dad I'll go oh, where, dad's snowing I'll go away. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, the barbecue's the fire, innit? Yeah. You know what I mean? you would be all right. But I like I, this whole thing with kind of barbecues. I, in the winter, I think it's a much better time to do it. Oh, I yeah. love it. I'm, it's a much better time to do it. I love it. God, I've got this brilliant umbrella. So, you know, when it's peeing down, because I live in yeah. Northumberland and it does do that a lot, I've got this massive brolly. And it's great, and I get one of the lads. <laughs> and if I haven't got one of the lads, I've just got to shift my barbecue up a bit and then stick my brolly in the ground. It's like a fishing brolly, you know, it's genius. Yeah, yeah, you know. it's just the food's nicer. I did
0: my turkey on it a few years ago, and it was oh, just nice. fantastic. It was just a Yeah, I've done it for
2: dinner parties uh, in the winter. I've got a pizza oven, um, and it's a decent size, same as Kingy's got one as well, but make a porchetta. Right. You know, just nice. ask the butcher to leave the belly on the loin, yeah. then stuff it with herbs in the middle, rub it in, roll it round, tie it. If you can get the pizza oven just right when it's past its best. And, and it's wonderful because you've got your starters going, you leave this thing for hours yeah. and it just gets better because the loin's juicy because of the belly part, the crackling's great, but I have a wood-fired oven. Then, of course, you walk in with this thing and it's like, whoa, that's a round of applause time. But and essentially,
1: a, it's barbecue. And a top tip for, uh, for cooking pork at that is that you start... Uh, with the loin side down so the fat yeah. from the belly goes into the loin mm. as you're cooking it and then you turn it over and then finish it off nice but I like all the slow cooked stuff
0: you know what I mean I, yeah. I just think you know I, and all the time everyone I know you when know, oh, the worst the, the, the most disappointing thing you in a barbecue is your burgers don't get me wrong they taste great but yeah. anything where you use it as an oven and just allow things to cook Lovely. slowly and break down, and you let that smoke come in. Some incredible, oh, yes. oh yeah,
1: feather blade. Yeah. Feather. Oh man, on the barbecue, oh God, so
2: good. even just do a mixed tandoori. You That's know, all get some it. prawns, yeah, lamb yeah. chops, uh, some chicken skewers. Just marinate it for about 12 hours to get it really, really blistering hot. You know, you don't need a tandoori them just to cook over the coals. Yeah. Epic. So
0: All right, now, before we go on, we're giving away a Genesis 2 gas barbecue and Weber Connect smart grilling hub in every single episode of grilling. Genesis 2 is a premium gas barbecue that makes it easy to get great tasting food. The smart grilling hub is an accessory which connects to your phone via an app. It guides you step by step through preparing and cooking, even telling you when you need to flip your food and when it's ready to eat. For your chance to win this fantastic prize, head to weber.com forward slash grilling. That's weber.com forward slash grilling, where you'll be able to find the terms and conditions and the closing date for entries. The competition is open to UK residents only. The Weber website is also the place to find a host of tips for barbecuing in all weathers and seasons, as well as a fantastic range of recipes from low and slow pulled pork to butterflied leg of lamb with anchovies and lemon. Right. well let's let's talk food because we you know we've we've talked about how you start and we talked about you know how how you've improved stuff so when it comes to I mean you sort of demonstrated a little bit when we did the the barbecue challenge then so when you start writing rest for example on the last series what's the starting point do you will you work together or separately
1: when you're creating dishes it depends um it depends Certainly, well, books for, are different to tell the yeah, books they, are different to okay I mean Dave came up with the uh, with all the recipes for. I mean, obviously it's collaborative. Yeah. But mostly Dave took the lead in this series and just went. This is what we're doing. But we see in a series
2: it's, it's led by by the, the the there is a narrative. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I, there was a, I, it was just the the director was the one who was doing it. So basically, I was the one at the conversations with the director, and I think what was easier. I've tended to be the one that's kept being a Virgo. We're on our twenty fourth cookbook now, so if you think wow. there's maybe two and a half thousand recipes that are proven and developed. I've, I've kept all that on the computer. So they're, they're like, well, everything that I do, there's always a logic to it. Yeah. So Dave's got the computer with, that's me, yeah. with the stuff on. And so therefore, Francois speaks to me, then, then we'll run it through Kingy, and then we we'll get the stuff developed. So do you work differently? No, no, really. We're, we're pretty similar. What, what's lovely about, what, what's
1: lovely about, we have a, 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 obviously over the years, but even as mates, before we did the bakers thing, Uh, we had a shorthand around food Uh you know do you you know what i mean yeah yeah yeah. you know we could just instinctively go and then i'll come up with an idea and dave go oh that would be brilliant with that or dave will come up with an idea and i'll go oh well why don't we put a bit of that in it and what's you know so it's kind of that and and look it we never we never worry about the reinvention of the wheel you know it's food and and as long as the flavor combinations are balanced and well thought out and tested incredibly well because that's what we insist upon. Yeah. We've, you know, and I'm very proud to say this. Yeah, that we in, spend a lot of time and money getting yeah, stuff tested. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's, it's really, really, really good. But in well, the last series, there was a, a idea we wanted beer and stuff. And years ago, we did a beer sabayon to serve uh-huh. with Dover Soul, which works really well. It's yeasty. And so we made a beer Bernays yeah, and had it nice. worked up. And, and that was great served with lobster and steak. Yeah. And so that that, that came out of the old beer sabillon mm. and we worked that. But say for the, for the book, like the vegetarian book, because of lockdown, we had lots of time and we came up with, about 200 ideas. Wow. Because as the years have gone on, we have been going more towards plant-based food. We, yeah. You know, we're, yeah. we're speaking to the perverted, aren't we here? Um, yeah, I mean, know, I, I mean, I, I think, think you... I
0: just got lucky 30 years ago. Kind of like, you yeah. know, I bought, bought a veggie calf and didn't know what was doing And 30 years. on, probably still don't really. <laughs> yeah.
2: but, but, but we had like 200 ideas, which get whittled down to 100. Yeah. Of which 70 were keepers. And then the rest need work. And that's how the book happens. Because I I, I think that because of the the way in which you
0: are on screen, which is incredibly relaxed and incredibly kind of spontaneous, as much as telly ever can be, and that whole thing about that collaborative process, I always think when I watch the two of you cook together, then you almost see that happening, you know, where where one ends and the other begins kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But I do sometimes think that... people maybe don't realise how hard you both work at that development. Do you, do you think that, or, or am I kind of a, a mile
2: off the no, mark? No, we do work hard at that development.
0: I mean, you know you do, but yeah. do you think so... people realise it? Because, because
2: of the nature of what you do. Yeah, hopefully they don't. Hopefully yeah. It, yeah, it's exactly um, that. Hopefully it's that. just just happens. But, say, it starts with the recipe. Yeah. And I think it's like many good things, whether it be music or art, it starts with something that's substantial. We always say it can be a bit like Tommy Cooper, there's got to be a magic trick at the end. Yeah. So we start with that core values of the recipe, but we, we know each other so well when we're cooking that we literally, we don't bother doing homework. Yeah. You know, we know what we're doing because we've done it. Yeah. And But when it comes to cooking it together, it just kind of happens. Just happens. It just falls yeah. into place. Um, and we both know the recipe. Yeah. And we both kind of know which bits are normal for Kingy to do, which bits are normal and actually yeah. for me to do. And that's easy. But ag- again, with the contributors, we do get notes from the producers, directors, and researchers. And we do read them like at night before we go to sleep. Yeah. We do read them and learn them. So we may come up to a contributor and we have no assumed knowledge, but we know what questions to ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, and that makes it more conversational. And 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 also
1: as well, you know, there, there is the, the, all of Dave and I's dialogue, and there are some bits of information that you want to get, that want to get out. But there's nothing, none of it is scripted. Yeah. We always no. have a framework. Yeah, we've noticed that. But Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: we've got good editors. Sam.
1: Oh, I you <laughs> I said, your, your mate and the back, Ben's going. Yeah. <laughs> Bloody Nora, this is going to take a sudden weeks to cut this. <laughs> But but that's the joy of it, and but that's that comes
0: from the way in which you are. One, it comes from the knowledge that you have, obviously, but then also you're both people people. Mm. You know, mm. you you like being in the company of other people. You know, yeah, and you you're both great raconteurs and you and you both enjoy that voyage of discovery. And and I think that that's one of the things that always comes across, and and no matter how many years it goes on, it never feels contrived. And I think that that's. That's real. You can't make that, you can't hide that from people. You know what I mean? If it was contrived and you were trying to be something that you're not, I think by now we'd have all tired of you. But the yeah. fact that you, it still feels fresh, wherever it is you do, it oh, still that's feels nice. it, But that's it nice. still yeah. feel fresh.
2: Yeah, but no. do you not find, though, you're the same, Simon. You know, like like with the food world, it's ever evolving. Oh, yeah. If you're passionate about it, it's hard to get bored with it. Yeah. You can't get bored, with it. you're always one step behind. One thing I hate now. I mean, I've just turned 63 and I think, the oh. heck, if I have a bad supper, and I'm not a snob, if it's if it's egg, egg and chips, as long as it's nicely cooked chips and an egg, I'm really happy. But I feel as if I'm cheated out of one of my meals, you know, You're, now. I, I'm with you on that. I do, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I, I, yeah. I feel cheated now. You know, yeah. that's, that's one that I'm not going to be able to have.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no. Over the years then, and all the things that you've that you've learned as you've sort of gone on, do you... Look back at dishes that you did at the start and think, we'd never do that now.
1: You know, you look back on yeah, those yeah. early
0: stages. Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, particularly, particularly the first. <laughs> <laughs> the first book, we what? uh, we look at that and go Flame and Nora.
2: That yeah. was now, why did we put that in? Do you what? remember the pre Hispanic stew we cooked in Mexico? Oh, that was we ridiculous. wanted to tell you straight pre Columbian food that was cooked by the people of Guatemala and Mexico. And you, you know, you have to grind pumpkin seeds on your rock and everything, yeah. Or the Mexican moles with 64 ingredients, and you just think, well, we didn't know, we, yeah. we, you know, we weren't um. It took us a while after the first two books to get back onto the publishing genre. Put it like this: yeah, yeah, because we were kind of pariahs. Yeah, that's a fair way to put it, <laughs> pariahs. Yes. Yeah. What 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 Jamie Oliver succeeded with, we, we, su- to... we, we succeeded in destroying for Penguin, I think. Uh, it's safe to say we're buggered that right now, right? But but when we went with our current publishers, it would still be with. They sat us down and you think, look, right. If people want a cookbook, they want a cookbook. Yeah. They don't want springbok poo. I mean, what is they? wrong with the
0: people of Britain?
2: I don't know, dude. I no, don't but know. funny enough, when, when we did the first cookbook, people bought that one. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> you know, we haven't looked back since.
0: Because the creative process... It never stops, does it? And I think that's the no, joy of kind no. of being involved with, like you're saying, you, know, you can you can never tire of it, Dave. You know, whatever whatever you're into, you can do. Wherever you go, there's always kind of something to find. And the plant based thing I, I find is interesting because, again, mm. I, I guess that historically, I would always see you both as being kind of meat and two veg guys, but like, you know, the the abundance of incredible ingredients Mm. that are available now, you look at it and go, well, of course you want to kind of celebrate the magnificence of kind of of, of vegetables and plant-based diets.
2: Yeah, and I think it's fair to say that that both of us, you know, there's been an honesty to it. We've both got places we live now that that enable us to grow veg. Yeah. You know, I've got a potash in my house in France Mm. and I come from a brick built, You know, two up, two two down in Barrowing Furnace with a yard. All of a sudden, I've got this 19th century French vegetable garden. It's Um, incredible. Yeah, it I've got like 100 and something varieties of veg. Wow. And I find myself, I'm coming from my polytunnel with my tomatoes. And I thought you were going to say something else there. (laughs) (laughs) uh, But no, do you know what I mean? I I love it. You woke up then? You woke him up? (laughs) It's been at our house at Christmas. Yeah, no, i haven't. But uh, well, no, you've got your veg boxes as well. You're up to your yeah. eyeballs in spuds. Yeah, I love but, it. but you do that. That was. But the transition years ago, we the veggie thing. We we you know we did the dieters books. Yeah. and one of them was veggie, and that came up because I was growing loads of veg. you had been in Italy, and all you'd eaten was veg. Yeah. So yeah. when we said, do you think of do, doing a veggie? Well, yeah. That first one became a diet book because once you cut the the yeah. animal you know fats out of it. Yeah and didn't rely on cheese it became diet by nature and after that book we thought it'd be great to write a full fat yeah. <laughs> a full fat <laughs> veggie book again not relying on meat substitutes and not relying on cheese yeah uh, yeah well, i think it's not our best book really but it's it's all about evolution you know i think it's like when we did the dieters we just released perfect pies how much weight did you lose when you did that because I, I remember you came on to
0: sort of, much of the weekend i think it probably was and you both i mean you both look fantastically gorgeous now obviously like you know tuned athletes but you maybe were <laughs> slightly, <laughs> slightly more so you both looked amazing
2: yeah, both Good. about the same really yeah we three lost stone three three stone each and i, I, I think I, I, I popped about a stone back on whilst we we're filming the last series yeah but which we, we i'll lose for christmas i try and keep that weight down to that Yeah. Uh, I, well, I, I mean, I'm up and down like a braids Yeah. You know, We do keep a lid on it. But as, point it. Point. but as I said, you know, back back to the publishing, when that yeah. was muted, the, well, we did the Dieter series because we'd both got morbidly obese. Yeah. And yeah, that, yeah, that was... uh, we, we were re- re- really off the scale. Yeah. And... Uh... But then they said, Do you want to do a book with said, No, you're kidding. So this is gonna destroy us. You know, I've just done perfect pies. <laughs> <laughs> perfect pies looking like two local butchers on the <laughs> <Yeah>. front cover. <laughs> it is. <And> the <laughs> next one, the next book, we're there on the weighing scale, you know, with the jeans out. Yeah. And, that. and and funnily enough, there seems to be an honest synergy between the two, really. And I think that's uh, it, you know, <laughs> and,
1: and, and and the message has always been the same, you know, we've never we're two middle aged men that struggle with weight. Yeah. And if you wanna do this, you've got to get on it for three months yeah. and then you can maintain mm. you know so don't deny yourself a beer and a pie because yeah. if you do deny yourself a beer and a pie it's never going to you're going to fail, you? gonna yeah. fail. Yeah. Yeah. so just just take it easy take it steady play the mind games with yourself yeah. and you'll you'll be fine and that big thing, because, I mean, the whole thing about that
0: book, of course, and have delicious food. Yeah, you know, so it doesn't have to be p- exactly yeah. that. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, when yeah. people sort of want to lose weight, suddenly they go, I'm just going to eat lettuce and celery. You go, well, you're oh, going to fail, aren't you?
1: Yeah, yeah. well, I, yeah. you know, and I'll have a carrot on a Sunday. Yeah. I mean, what? Yeah. It's not going to happen. Yeah.
0: yeah. You know. Right, so so we, we, we've we talked about food. We've talked about kind of the history. One of the other things that, that we do on the podcast is we ask for your hidden gem. And it, it's somewhere that is almost like your own little secret place really i don't want it to be a poncy restaurant or to be anything that's kind of fancy it's almost that little place where if you've got an hour to yourself or you find yourself in porto and you go there's a little bar that we go to and they serve the best kind of the best little custard tarts. It, it's something like that where in reality you don't want our listeners to kind of know where it is but that's what we doing. we're going to make a, a little compendium we have had some kind of you know
2: some some great kind of contributions to it dave where are we where are you going to take us well uh, in gronvy in france uh, which which is just on the, the the coast it's it's a lovely kind of it's in normandy i think or Brittany. It's, i think it's in normandy um it's not fair from where i live <clears throat> and if you go down to the harbour there's a wet fish shop uh-huh. but it's it's also a restaurant so basically you know you see the fui de mer outside but you buy the raw fish so it's like when I have a Fouy de Mer, I don't like the clams, the bullets or everything, but I do love my langoustines, my crab and stuff. But you pay wet fish shop prices. Wow. And they weigh it and you do that. They sell wine, but it's kind of supermarket prices. Then you go and sit on the harbour side, and then they bring you out the Fouy de Mer that you've designed yourself. Wow. But it only costs you the weight. And the wine is an ice bucket, but it's like off-license prices. But the nice thing is about that is you can sit there while away an afternoon, watch the fishing boats come in and out, and you think, well, I'll have another dozen langoustines. While well, it doesn't break the bank, it's absolutely fresh, but it's just so unpretentious and real, and, and it, it's, it's it's heavenly. That um, sounds amazing. Have you been, Si?
0: Uh,
1: no, I haven't. I haven't been at that one. No.
2: No. Um, oh Can well, Carl just oh, down from there with the oysters? Uh, I took yeah. you there. Yeah,
1: we've been there. Yeah. Which is yeah. which is just, which is why it's his little hidden gem because he
2: yeah, only yeah, wants yeah. to go with
0: people that he really loves.
2: Really, really, really likes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, it, 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 oh, that, that's mine
1: and Lil's place. But I'll take you next. Time. Hi yeah listen, hold on. I was <laughs> upset we've had you know, I I, I, I I took the proper rump Yeah <laughs> because uh it's, we uh we spent the past we spent fifteen years of having uh having uh sitting and looking across each other's uh across the table into each other's eyes. Every every Valentine's day, yeah. and then one of them, what he goes, oh yeah, can he? I'm, I'm taking my wife out for Valentine's. Goes, oh, what about me? And, what, and he go so
2: anyway, the three of us went out. <laughs> it, did. it was so funny. You know, we we're, were in, that, in that, that restaurant in the city, weren't we? And all these tables for two. And then just in the middle, there's one for three. Was, <laughs> you know, you know, Sam, I felt really awkward when it come to the bill. Because if there's a pair of us, we'd just split it. Oh, it's Kingy's go my yeah. go and everything. Uh, and then I thought, I suppose I should pay really because it's my wife. I love that. I love that. All right, so
0: so we we found Dave's place which sounds really really lovely that awkwardly he's never taken
1: you to
2: his really side. awkwardly. Yeah. I don't I'm, know the name but you can't miss it on the harbor the wet fish shop with the tables outside. So,
1: where are you taking us site? So, I'm going to take you um I'm going to take you to Tuscany not far from where my <sighs> big sis lives. And there is a small restaurant, and I'm definitely because you'll know you go. It's near Felini Valdano. That's as close as you're getting. <laughs> okay, <All> right. <laughs> and um, and you go up into the mountains, and it's you know one of those quintessential vignettes of of that you that you see of Tuscany. Yeah. And the trees and the light and the it's just so you sit in this restaurant. And it's got about twelve tables, if that, and it's family run, of course. Grandad makes the charcuterie, and he's been making the charcuterie for, and it's all seasonal charcuterie, oh, right? Wow. When the sand in, it's just like, yeah. that's what it is. And when the wild boar's in, that's what it is. All the pasta's made by Elizabeth, and it's just, it, it's just, it is so, so simple. Also, Grandad makes makes the vin santo. And it's just and literally every single thing on that table is made handmade. There's nothing bought in. It's when it's gone, it's gone. And it's just the most joyous, simple, really, really difficult food. It's uh, just, yeah, do you know what I mean? Right, oh, yeah. It is just, it, 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 it's just, it's just fantastic. I, so, the, yeah, that's. Is I'm that where you took me after your brother's wedding? That was the one in Dudda. There's one... A little bit further up the valley, on the top of the hill. So you haven't taken me there. No. Oh, so you've no.
0: not been. Oh. No, no. Right. No. Well, let's, uh, uh, that's I, I, what,
1: let's, This is good, though. It dude. You see, it's about therapy. It is. It is. It see, is, it, yeah. this, it is. I, I was like, well, like to think. Well, I was
0: actually thinking we discover something new on Grillin every week about our kind of guests. Unfortunately, the the end of this has uh, said <laughs> we discovered sort of slightly, sort of slightly unfortunate, really. That you know this. Uh,
1: <laughs> no, we have talked about it. <laughs> uh, yeah. We have. We, 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 we know, I know. I know. Dave loves it, and Dave knows I love mine, But it's just. It's just. You never get an opportunity. Yeah, that, work, that's the you know thing. Right. I, and also I, I, there is a thing isn't it that no matter how much you you you
0: love each other and love spending time with each other you also you've got to have that time apart. Well, you got to we have
1: families like and yeah. yes, you know and, and what? it's yeah, I know. <laughs>
2: it's weird, isn't it? <laughs> it was funny my birthday before last year uh, we we were in London but my, my wife was away. Yeah. And we got a hot tub and it was so funny because we went we we were working in London on the way back we stopped off. We bought a <laughs> bottle of gin. And two court to birth and some scallops. And it was so funny. We had, had birthday. We had scallops, a coat to birth. And a pair of us sat in the hot tub with a bottle of gin. And God knows what the neighbours must have thought Ruinous. the pair of us. And we put ACDC on the sound system. <laughs> it was It was great, you know. Um, Do you have
1: any chance of putting put any bubble bath in the hot tub? You can get lost, Kitty. I'm going to clean it. i clean out. <laughs>
0: Gentlemen, I I, I always love seeing you. I always sort of think that I never see enough of you. Every time I see you, you, you make me smile, you make me laugh. And you... Have not changed. I think one of the first times I spent any time with you was years ago at the BBC Good Food Show yes. when everyone yeah. stays in that dreadful hotel that's right by yeah. right by the halls. They won't let us stay
2: there anymore, you know. Oh, is that right? No, no. no. Got band, no yeah. band. I mean, not us, uh, it was dreadful. Just, it was, uh, badly. Uh, how, how can they not feed? The food was dreadful, is not it? Oh, terrible. Could and you, and you couldn't yeah. get a good burger there.
0: Yeah. You, there. You, you, but I remember sitting there having a few beers <laughs> with you and having a proper giggle, and all these years later, you're exactly the same. And uh, like I say, I, I I wish I saw more of you. Uh we've not even had time to talk about the fact that Dave and I have shared a girlfriend. Well yeah. Yeah. a dancing partner in strictly the, No, it's uh, a girlfriend, that's the same thing. I was there kid. first. Yeah, you yeah, you were. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. you like me more.
2: But Simon and I have both won
0: Mastermind,
2: haven't we, Simon?
0: Oh yeah. Oh, I, yeah. Actually, you know I got no, I got second in Mastermind. I've won uh, I've won pointless. Are you on pointless? I, uh, I oh. got two. I got two. What's point pointless? No? Pointless answers. It's, uh, I'm one of the few people to do that. Two you know, pointless. That's, that's yeah. just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But also, the tragic thing about that is I've also been a pointless answer on, on, on pointless. <laughs>
2: Which, ah. which is really quite sad, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> That's well, that means you're part of the establishment. establishment. Oh, is it, that what it which, is? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. So you'll
1: be oh. on the New Year's honours list in the next next couple of years, dude. Yeah. Well, well, I think, well. Maybe we could. Maybe we could all be on it. Maybe. Can you imagine?
2: Yeah. Yes. Nah, nah. it's not
1: going to happen for me. Sir Simon Rimmer. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a porn star, doesn't it? <laughs> Well, oh, honestly, milk, we've had a lushness. Uh,
0: it's been joy. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope you've enjoyed listening to Dave and Sight. I mean, we, we could, this one could last for hours and hours and hours. Gentlemen, it's always a joy to see you. Continue doing what you do, because you are just two of the most joyous human beings on the planet, and I, I love you both dearly. Thanks so much for coming Thanks, so. Thanks nice so. Thank you. you for having us. So once again, huge thanks to Dave and Si. Hopefully, their love of the great outdoors has given you a few ideas as to what's possible on a Weber grill as the weather turns cold. Head to Weber.com for plenty more ideas about what you can achieve yourself this winter. And if you head to Weber.com forward slash grilling, not only will you find details of the competition, you'll also be able to get a free barbecue Bible cookbook with the purchase of selected accessories. Subscribe to Grilling on your favourite podcast app, rate us and tell your friends about us too, please. Uh, We'll be back again next week with Paul Ainsworth. I'm very much looking forward to that. Grilling was brought to you in association with Weber Barbecues and is an off-script production. Produced by Ben Backhouse and executive producer Zach Brown.